0: A warm welcome back to the Information Security Stack together with me, Mm Darren Gusselson and Kim Hindart. Today, Kim, we are going to be a little bit constructive, we thought. Or at least you will, because you have been very constructive lately. Um, I'm going to paint a picture for all of you who listens right now. If you can imagine a an office space in the back in the 70s, you might have seen the movies like those criminal uh, detective movies movies in the 70s and 80s, where the police had file cabinets and they had a file on each criminal that they were looking for. And those file cabinets still exist to date in terms of we still keep track of documentation, logging people through paper documentation. Now you've been constructive and thought, well, that's not going to hold for the majority of time, so you are going to do something more fancy pants. And you thought about Git, the technical platform Git. And you came up with a solution how you can keep track and log Documents, contracts, and people in Git do tell your idea.
1: Yes, because uh, when we had our normal compliance audit with our authorities, they asked to see my archive cabinet, my files. Mm -hmm. And I say, well, you know, I don't have any file cabinets. You have to have file cabinets because you have to have physical signatures. Aha. So just so you know out there any change you do from a staffing perspective, contracts, approvals, management protocols, has to be signed by people, Mm -hmm. physical signatures. And I say, yeah, sure, that's not going to fly. Do you have any other digital suggestions perhaps? And well, governments being governments, they only had uh, old, Systems that cost well, uh, government or personally built system for a few million Mm -hmm. US dollars only, Mm -hmm. very, very cheap. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) And said, no, we're not going to use that either. Uh, Then um, it shows that uh, Git, for you non tech people there, Linus Torvalds, the inventor of Linux, Mm -hmm. and for you, Non-tech people there, Linux is a normal operating system, very big in open source today. Yes. So you can Google Linus Torvalds. He invented Linux and started Linux, and Linux is pretty big today.
0: It's pretty massive. Yes, it's pretty much the biggest operating system platform in the world.
1: But his greatest contribution to humanity, would I say, is Git. Mm -hmm. So it's not Linux, it's Git. Git is a version control system Mm -hmm. for code, source code. And since every government agency, a lot of... Yeah, pretty much everyone uses Git as a standard today. It has been very well tested and well approved and well certified within a lot of government agencies and stuff for managing and keeping track of changes in source code. And then I thought, well, Git has a built-in and very nice approval workflow. For instance, if you want to change something in a source code, Mm -hmm. you can write the change and then push it as a suggestion, and then other people can look at it, review it, and approve it before it's committed as a change to take effect. Mm -hmm. You actually have to pass through an approval workflow. If you imagine a meeting protocol where you take management decisions, the secretary in the meeting might just write a protocol and then push it for approval to the approvers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Why can't this be tracked in Git as well? Well, the answer is yes, it can. Yes, Mm. It's even so that when you talk about, yeah, but source code, that's just... uh, that's actually, source code in itself is just text files. Mm-hmm. But then people immediately say, but you don't get any rich formatting in text files. Git has already resolved this. Git has a common file uh, system for their documentation actually. So when you write a source code, you create what's called repositories. So now we're techie here, but mm-hmm. a repository is Yeah, bear with, us. Yeah, bear with us, but it's important. A file map. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in that repository, you can put in what's called readme files that's written in Markdown. Yeah, It's still possible to do this in a text editor, so you don't need Word mm-hmm. to edit this. That's the whole idea when you're a developer. You usually sit working with some other tools like a code coding tool, mm-hmm. Visual Studio Code, Atom, Vim, something like that. Yeah. And uh, that's why you want to write even documentation. But for reading documentation, it's nice if you can have big headlines, if you have, can bold and set fonts in italic and bold, if you can do highlighting, if you can do paragraphing, if you can do lists. That's always a nice thing to do if you can do that, it's what we call rich formatting. Yes today, but that you can do, it's called Markdown. That's uh, or another thing that's built in into Git, that they support Markdown files. And Markdown, yeah, it's easy enough to learn. But instead of going in uh, Word, if you, I want to have this text bold, mm-hmm. you put some prefixes, you put some uh, characters before and after the text you want to have bold. Mm-hmm. In markdown, instead of going to the bold button up in the menu and yes. pressing bold, exactly. So that's pretty much it. If you want a heading, you put in a character mm-hmm. instead of going and said, "I want this as heading one." Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's pretty much it for the markdown. So markdown was easy enough. It's not as user friendly as Word, of course, yep. but it's fully sufficient for meeting protocols and stuff. And yeah. it worked. So yeah. And then you get the approval workflow, and you can work in a system that's fully sis- authorized because they can't really react Git because then they wouldn't have a source code management tool. No. Nope. So Git is an approved system, and Git is fully open source. Now there's a lot of variants out, of Git, out Git, There's still a Git in the bottom. So it works pretty much the same way, mm. but you might hear GitLab, GitHub, Bitbucket. Mm-hmm. It's still a Git in the bottom. So that's the thing that's been approved, so to speak. So that's the proce- same uh, principles, process. Same yes. yeah. mm-hmm. principles. Some, yeah. So we have launched into having our, all our compliance tracking, pretty much. We're moving that into Git mm-hmm. right now. So Daniel, you've tested to being an approver, yes. a manager that has to approve stuff.
0: Right, because to Kim's point, there is there is someone who needs to be the uh, the techie guy in the back end to set up the, the repository and to make sure that all the files are available and so on. But the whole idea is that you should have a reviewer on, in on each process. And the reviewing process is very non-techy at all. It is essentially you get an email notification that says there is something for you to review. You click on that link in the email, a screen opens up and then you see the actual changes that has been made for whatever purpose that specific uh, log was made. And then there is a green button and there's a red button. The, the, the green button says approve and the red button says discard. And if you press approve, you approve the process and hence the completion of the review process is done. So it's extremely low tech and essentially anyone, I'm not going to say anyone, anyone who knows to use, uh, to use a computer and an email client essentially can be the, the approver in, in, a, in, a, in a Git uh, process. So it's very low tech and it's very easy. All you have to do is look at the review make sure that you understand what you read and you approve it or you discard it if you say no i don't agree to this then that message goes back to the per- person who posted the change who then has to do another change to adapt to your likings and then you approve it and you're done but the beauty of this is that two people has rev- have reviewed the process hence why uh developer uses it in the as a development tool because we want to have a git commit, as it's called in the development world, meaning two people have seen the code entry, we agreed to it, and then the change is done. And this is the same principle. So
1: it's really simple. Yes. So and it works well for source coding, but we found that it works very well for compliance tracking as well. Mm. Anytime, anytime when you need actually need a uh, <coughs> A specific approval workflow for anything written. Yes. Like a decision. Or like a yeah, risk analysis or something like that. Right. And it's very good to awesome to keep tracking. The nice part with Git is it call co- it creates what's called commits hashes. Mm-hmm. So now we are into the blockchain territory here. Mm. Well. Lo and behold, because a commit hash. Is dependent on the content of the file that it track that that it's tracking. Mm -hmm. So if you change the content in a repository some way, Mm -hmm. then the commit hash changes as well. Yes. So
0: and then we can see that something has
1: been changed. Yes. It's content-dependent. So you can easily match and make sure that things are haven't changed. Exactly. In a commit sense. So that's also very interesting. So that's also important.
0: But the golden question here, Kim, is this then legal in the sense from an auditability perspective? Because you mentioned the auditor coming in want to see your physical file cabinet with your physical documentation. Is this going to fly with the auditors and the uh, government authorities?
1: Yes. At least in Europe, we have tested this. Mm -hmm. This is going to fly. we have even gone so far. So we have replaced electronic sig- signatures. I know a lot in Sweden will raise their hand and says, but we have bank ID here. Mm. We can sign things with that. And yes, the electronic signature part has gone a long way from when we started, absolutely. But they're usually very restricted to national mm. people. If I want hire something, someone international, mm. It's yeah, well, work. you need a Swedish bank account. Okay, then we lost them there. Mm, exactly. How do you do signatures then? So you're usually reverted back to the old-fashioned writing down mm. your signature, mm. uh, actually in written form. Yes. People say there are a lot of electronic help doing that as well. Yes, in one sense. But we have requirements that the physical signature you write when you write something down has to be witnessed. Mm -hmm. I have not to date seen any system that supports witnessing of digital signatures. Mm. What we did is we made it semi-analog. We have a digital system for archiving analog signatures. Mm. What people actually made was they wrote down their signature, physical signature under a witness. And committed them through Git as a JPEG file, mm-hmm. and then attached them to a specific contract. In this case, or code of conduct, exactly. and that was allowed. So that was more or less the same, similar procedure as if you were have to would have a code of conduct printed and then sign it. Mm-hmm. So they but did. I... Hmm?
0: Mm-hmm. But if anyone, if anyone out there listening to this knows of a platform and a system which can handle witness digital signing, please let us know. We are highly interested yeah. in that. We, we doubt this exists, though.
1: For sure. We have looked, I've looked far mm-hmm. and wide for that one, but I have not yet found anything that supports witnessing of signatures as well. Mm. But yeah, so we have the problem, slight problem that some of our contracts need to be witnessed. Mm-hmm. So you, it doesn't—it's not enough with a single signature. You no. need to have.
0: But this is a multiple-purpose tool, and this is the great thing about it. You can use it if you want to sign code of conduct. You can use it if you want to sign contracts between customers and yourself. And to your point, you can keep track of the changes that's been done, which is the key point in terms of auditability, and that's the beauty of it. And I'm going to say that that is m- way more sufficient than a paper archive ever will be in terms of auditability and the guarantee that it has not been tampered
1: with mm-hmm. so from a compliance perspective it's really really great mm-hmm. to do use as a compliance tracking tool so yeah mm-hmm. but I thought it was pretty I thought it was pretty
0: clever Kim and I gotta give you some credit here where well, credit credit where credit is due uh I thought it was pretty damn smart and it's it's uh yes it will force un tech departments in your in your company to become a little bit more techy, but you know what? Everything we do today is technical, technology based, and computer based anyway. So it's just another system, another platform to learn, and it's not very complicated. So um, the whole, especially if you're a reviewer, and uh,
1: and for all you tech people out there that work with Git, mm-hmm. now you can help your entire company be more Gitified. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing. So go out and help them yes. be more gitty. Yes.
0: Mm. And don't, don't, ha, don't have a snarky attitude when they ask you for help. <laughs> because they can revert the process in you and make you way more analog than you ever want to become. So
1: yeah. um, So, for all you techie people, if you don't want to sign paper con- uh, checklists mm-hmm. with your physical signature mm-hmm. <laughs> for a long while, you should help as well. So. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: So it's a good thing but i do think it's a great great tool and uh uh i think this is the way forward to be honest with you And open source is great and git is awesome i agree with you git is a really good platform and can use it can be used for so many uh different things as well so it's very
1: versatile yeah and I would say, I doubt that Linus had uh, compliance tracking in mind when he (laughs) created GitHub.
0: No, he probably didn't, but uh, as any great idea, it can be uh, evolved into something different and even better, Mm -hmm. I guess, and it could be used for multiple things. So yeah, surely his invention was not really meant for audit logging, but it's, it's a possibility anyway. And to your point, we have now checked with at least Swedish authorities and government agencies that this is an okay process. So um, if you are not living in Sweden listening to this, of course, you have to check with your local authorities what you think about this. But to Kim's point, I would be I would, I would be surprised if they didn't agree, uh, agree to it and
1: not allow it. At least Sweden and Germany mm-hmm. uh, are using it with mm-hmm. a lot of different agencies. So mm-hmm. I mean, yeah,
0: so there's, there's where we are with that. So that's an awesome thing mm-hmm. for today. We'll close the shop. And if you want to con- uh, contact us, if you want to ask questions, if you want to participate in the uh, podcast, you can reach us at citynetwork.eu slash podcast. Until next week, Kim, have a good week. Hope mm.